Have you heard? Marana has unforgettable festivals and events. From parades to fireworks, rodeo competitions to light shows, we'll show you a good time. Learn more about the Marana Signature Event Series by visiting moranaaz.gov events. Hi, I'm Frank, and I'm a Marana resident. It's time to reactivate your social and fitness lifestyle. The Marana Senior Program offers a variety of services and recreation opportunities for active adults ages 50 plus. Member benefits include access to exercise classes, a fitness center that's really equipped, parties, and much more. Get a five-day free pass of activities to use within a 30-day span. Visit moranaaz.gov backslash teen senior for more information. This episode includes discussions of public safety scenarios and may be triggering for some listeners. Welcome to Real Talk with the Town, where I sit down with the Marana staff to answer your burning questions about our beautiful community. My name is Terry Rosema, and I'm the town manager for the town, so let's get started. Welcome everybody to another episode of Real Talk with the Town. My name is Terry Rosemond, the town manager and host uh, for Real Talk. And today I have back with me again, our police chief. Uh, Ruben, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello everybody, my name is Ruben Nunez. All right, and Ruben has been on the show with us before where we talked about rising crime. We explained that, talked a little bit about apartments, but today we're gonna talk about another issue and that is specifically homelessness. But before we get into that, Ruben, I got a little icebreaker for you. Okay. Uh, icebreaker here is of all the fundraising and community engagement programs that you've been involved with here at MPD, which one's your favorite? You know, Terry, I love them all. Ah, that's, I, it's, it's, that's, I, a, that's the answer of a, of a great dad, man, talking about right. his kids. I love them all. I do, I do. And it benefits the community. I mean, everything from everything we do with Special Olympics, uh, to the golf tournament that, that benefits the uh, Diamond Children's Center uh, at Banner, uh, to you know working with uh, interfaith groups uh, during Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, they're all great opportunities for us to really get out there and help the community. Yeah, there's a lot of cool, you know, uh, I, I miss that. I have, to, I have to be honest with you, I miss that. I miss the, uh, you know, the Shop with a Cop events and the uh, uh, turkey giveaways and uh, all of those things. Those are uh, really enjoyable things. And you know, you get to see the looks on the family's faces, the kids' faces, uh, uh, very, very rewarding. So um, this next one, and I'm not going to read uh, what was sent in because it's literally uh, half of a page, uh, but I'll get kind of to the overall, uh, and I may read portions of it at, at various times as we talk, um, but this one's dealing with homelessness and Wanting to know what the, the town of Miranda is doing with the trash, homeless camps, uh, individuals soliciting money. They, uh, they specifically call out Ina and Thornydale, but you know you could probably uh, call out uh, Cortero and Arizona Pavilions um, and a few other locations where uh, we seem to have gatherings. Um, and let's just, let's just start with that. Let's talk about, is there a homeless problem uh, do you see that here in our community? And what are we doing about it, Chief? Yeah, I guess the best way to answer that, Terry, is to say that, you know, homelessness is a societal issue that requires a multidisciplinary approach to solve it, right? Now, law enforcement is certainly one of those, uh, one of those uh, disciplines 
But when you combine that with other disciplines that deal with issues such as mental health, substance abuse, medical conditions, housing, job training, and job placement, you have sort of a holistic approach to solving that. You know, policing alone cannot solve the problem. We simply cannot arrest away the issue of homelessness. Um, and I say this kind of jokingly, but you don't find homelessness as a, uh, you don't find it in Title 13. It's not against right. the law to be homeless. It's not, it's not against right. the law to be homeless. Right. And, and the other thing you find about homelessness is there's not a, a single one-size-fits-all solution. Because if there were, we wouldn't be here today. Sure. We wouldn't be facing it. And yes, there has been an increase in the number of homeless people we see out there. A lot of it is seasonal. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, during the, uh, during the GEM show, we see a, a large influx of uh, homeless type individuals come into our communities. But the latest- And, those, and why is that? Uh, talk, uh, tell the listeners why that is. Why, why we see such a significant increase as we get closer to February. Why do we see such an increase in homelessness? Well, my experience has been they have a following. The Gem Show uh, folks, vendors, have a following of individuals that follow them. Many of them uh, support the trade. Mm -hmm. Others are there for opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, opportunities to steal things and, mm -hmm. and do those kinds of things. But, yeah, we usually see an increase during that time. Yeah, very good. Um, I did want to say there is a uh, the latest panacea going around um, is providing the homeless with homes or shelters. Again, I think this is a very myopic view on the complexities of, of homelessness altogether. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take it all together. Remember, these people had homes before, and something mm -hmm. in their lives caused them to no longer have shelter and whatnot. And the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, these people are suffering. Yeah. This, this is a humanity issue. So um, I feel for our citizens who are concerned and are fearful of them, but I think we need to take a different approach in dealing the dealing with the homeless issue. Yeah. So what, what do you think that approach is? I mean, there are, so you, you hit on uh, a number of, you know, really significant things there. And one is it's not really uh, truly a, or solely uh, a, a police uh, issue because it's not against the law uh, to uh, be homeless. Some of the things that are described in what was sent is panhandling. Right. So is panhandling asking people for money? Is that against the law? It is, um, but what, only when it's considered aggressive. And I think I brought a copy of the Title 13 because I couldn't remember that <laughs> right off the top of my head. So let me just get right to that. Because my understanding, Chief, uh, and, and it's been a couple years since I've been in the profession now, so I've, you know, I've forgot a few things. But uh, my understanding is freedom of speech allows you to ask people for things correct um but the and and so there used to be you couldn't pan you couldn't even ask people for money and then the 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 courts ruled that's illegal you can't tell people they can't ask for money that's freedom of speech and you're quashing their freedom of speech so they can stand there with a sign they can say hey you got any spare change they can say that but what the court has said is they can't do it aggressively. So it happens when a uh, person solicits money or any other things of value or solicits the sale of goods <coughs> or services within 15 feet of any bank entrance or exit or any automated teller machine if the person does not have permission to be there in a public area intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly making any physical contact with or touching another person in the course of solicitation, approaching or following a person being solicited in a manner that is intended or is likely to cause a reasonable person to fear imminent bodily harm. And um, continues to follow you and ask yes, you. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, Continuing to solicit the person after the person being solicited has clearly communicated a request 
that the solicitation stop. And intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly obstructing the safe or free passage of the person being solicited or requiring the person to take evasive action to avoid physical contact. So basically getting in their way if they're trying to walk down the sidewalk and stepping in front of them. And Correct, exactly. So. Uh, that would qualify as aggressive panhandling. So that so that's illegal. So let me ask you this. Is, is it illegal for them to stand on the street corner and hold a sign saying, we'll work for food or just need some spare change or I'm not going to lie, I just need money for a beer? I mean, is that... Uh, that depends, and it depends on the type of property that's there. So, for example, uh, there's the, the off-ramp there off of, uh, what is that, Quatero Farms Road mm -hmm. and, and I-10. Um, that's owned by the state, mm -hmm. and the state has signs clearly stating no trespassing, right? But if a person walks over to uh, a corner, a store, and there's no, um, there's no signage that says you, you cannot trespass here, then our response is we get there, we make contact with the owners. We find out if they do, in fact, have a standing no trespassing. Uh, uh, word I'm looking Notice, for here. Or, or, Notice yeah. mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, and then we take action. First, we start off by just warning them and saying, "Hey, you can't be here. Uh, the owners, you know, have a no trespassing notice posted here. You can't be here." Um, give them that warning first. But the most important thing we do when we first encounter these people, and you got to understand that that public safety and public health really guides our response to these things. So the first thing we do is we offer resources. Right. You know, uh, you and I have done this when we've made contact with them. We'll buy them a burger, or, mm -hmm. you know, give them some clothes or, or things like that. But, but now more importantly, um, and you, you mentioned this, recently there was a, a court decision called uh, Martin versus Boise. And it states that homeless persons cannot be punished for, you know, sleeping on bus stops, Mm -hmm. You know, sleeping in front of businesses and things like that in right. absence of alternatives. So what does that mean? It means that when police officers encounter these individuals, we have to have resources available to them. Uh, and we do. We have resources. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, we, we have Kodak that's used for health recovery and wellness. We use the Salvation Army. Not mm -hmm. only for the sheltering, but for some of the outreach services they provide. Gospel Rescue Mission. Gospel Rescue Mission. Yeah. Community Bridges. The VA. El Rio Health Clinic. Um, it, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of resources out right. there. We provide ride rides to those outreach and uh, services and shelters. And we also provide uh, free bus tokens that they can use to get to these places as well. So, Chief, I have to tell you, you know, uh, having worked with uh, your folks for quite a while and uh, e even since uh, that time, hearing, you know, some of the stories of uh, the things that your folks have done, uh, your officers have That's done amazing. with and for uh, the homeless community is, uh, it's just downright heartwarming. Yes. Uh, it's, it's amazing uh, the lengths to which some of uh, our officers have gone to help people. So can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, because I think a lot of pe people think, you know, the police comes in there, you know, they run them off, they treat them badly. And uh, that's not been my experience at all. My experience has been there's tremendous amount of compassion and desire to help people who truly uh, are looking for and desiring help. You know, there's some people that just like get away from me. They don't, they don't want to talk to you. And, uh, you know, but but there's some people that genuinely want some help and are looking for some help. And your, your officers have done a great job of providing that. Is there anything you can speak to relative to that? Well, like you, Terry, I'm, I'm very proud of the efforts uh, that our officers are doing out there, uh, and they do bring that compassion with them. 
And I think what fuels that is, is really our mission statement. A mission statement you had a lot to do with when we talked about providing unparalleled service and unwavering protection and doing that with uncompromised integrity. And I think they take it to heart. You mm -hmm. know, they really realize that this isn't a crime problem. This isn't something that, that's really law enforcement related. But we're there to help. We're public servants, mm -hmm. after all. Really, that's, that's the title we, we operate under, right? So we've identified some individuals who really take a, uh, they, this, is, this is their calling. They like to help these folks. So I have officers that are driving around with trunks full of sweaters and jackets and uh, just mm -hmm. other, other you know, personal hygiene stuff that they, that they hand out to these folks. And they're very, um, they're very popular with the group. Uh, but more importantly, they're able to actually get them to the resources they need. Yeah, so and that's the key, isn't That's it? the key. Plug them in and get them the help that they need because there's there's either mental health issues, often, I shouldn't say always, but often there's mental health issues, there's drug addiction issues, and if, if those underlying issues aren't dealt with, um, they're not going away. Correct. Yeah. Another thing we started doing is we actually started partnering up with some of these outreach services, and we're going to the sites as teams assessing the needs of, of the homeless. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a housing issue and we have somebody there from that, from that particular outreach service that can get them plugged in into that. Or maybe it's Excellent. A, somebody has an issue, a medical issue they need attended to, you know, they have you know, bad teeth or whatever. We can, we can get them the resources they need. Yeah. Um, you know, during the monsoon season, our biggest concern is people sleeping in the washes uh, or under bridges and stuff. Before that happens, we go out and we identify those camps uh, we tell them how dangerous it is to be in that area. We give them 70, 72 hours to vacate. Uh, then we follow up and take any enforcement action if we need to. And then we come in and we clean up the place. Because uh, a lot of times they'll have all of their trash out there. And so we want to make sure that that doesn't flow downstream and we get rid of it. But we do that every year. And it's right before monsoons and, and you know, during that, that period. Yeah. And, that, and a lot of people don't understand, well, what's the big deal? So what if they're living down in the wash? But what people don't understand is the amount of, of waste uh, that ends up in the water supply when we allow that to happen. If, exactly. we, if we let that go unaddressed, if people haven't been into one of these homeless camps, the amount of waste and refuse and yeah. um, needles and bad stuff that can get into our water supply is not a good thing. It's so a public health issue. It's a public health issue, and it's a safety issue for them. Absolutely. Uh, living in the wash where flash flooding could sweep them down uh, the river. So uh, I know there's quite a few folks on the PD that are involved uh, with that. You know, one of my favorite uh, all-time stories uh, relative to uh, going out of your way to help somebody deals with uh, Jason, uh, Rock, and uh, a couple that were. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and, and and they were at the Walmart and they were down and out on their luck. And uh, he went and got a hotel room for them and put them up in a hotel room with their little kid. I think it was like a two year old kid or something. And uh, put them up in a hotel room and then went and met with the Walmart's uh, management and said, hey, these two people are just needing some jobs. Can you help them out? And he got them set up with job interviews with the Walmart. I mean, talk about going the extra mile, right, man. Right, and, you he know, did. yeah, he did. that's that kind of stuff is uh, that that's the kind of stuff that makes our police department such an amazing uh, group of people. Totally and, agree with you. Yeah. And Jason's just one part of many officers who've done that. Uh, the last one we had, and you might have been there when we did the uh, awards recognition. Travis Napier, uh, who recently came to us from the Tucson Police mm -hmm. Department, was off duty, and he ran across a homeless individual who was, you know, had, you know, just tore up clothing. I mean, the, the guy was freezing and whatnot, and 
Uh, Travis sized him up, realized he's about the same size as he, and so he runs home, grabs a pair of pants and a jacket and sweater, comes up and gives it to the guy. Mm, awesome. And the guy came and told us. He says, yeah. I know he was an officer because I've seen him out here before. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't do it for anything else other than to show his compassion for a, a fellow individual, a fellow human being. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's excellent. So we've hit hard, you know, in the last little bit on the compassion portion and the fact that, you know, uh, homelessness is not a crime issue. It's a people issue. It's a humanity issue. But there are some, there is some crime that uh, a portion, it's probably a very small portion mm-hmm. of the homeless uh, populace uh, that's committing crimes. So what, talk a little bit about, because uh, this, if you read this whole paragraph here, this whole half page, um, you know, kind of the indication is, you know, chief, get rid of all these homeless people, run them off and get rid of them. So, you know, talk a little bit about what you can do, what you can't do, um, and, and let's go from there. Well, we're not going to, we can't run them out of the, out of the, you know, they have rights, right? right? There's something called the constitution out there that gives them those rights. So we're not going to run them out. But if they are breaking the law, we're going to hold them to accountable for it. And here's the thing. You know, there's a lot of advocates, uh, homeless advocates, who say that a lot of our laws are geared specifically towards the homeless, trespassing, shoplifting, disorderly conduct. And you and I both know that's not true. You right. know, th- those laws apply to everyone. So if we do catch uh, some homeless folks shoplifting, they're going to get arrested. They're going to go through the whole criminal justice uh, process that everyone else goes through. Um, but I don't think the answer is running these people out. I think, I think we need to show some compassion. I think we need to help our, our fellow brothers and sisters out there. Um, and I know that eventually um, things will get better, but we just, we just can't run them off. Yeah. So for those uh, homeless uh, individuals who are literally preying upon the community, uh, P-R-E-Y, uh, uh, on the community, because um, there are certainly uh, those who are sex offenders, those who uh, engage in criminal activity. Um, and, you know, you used to have a guy in the police department, Dan Rowan, who knew every single one of them by name and, you know, uh, uh, arrested the ones with warrants and helped the ones out that were, uh, you know, uh, good people. Um, talk a little bit about how you guys go about trying to identify uh, those who are here and just down and out on their luck or addicted and trying to get them help versus those who are looking for opportunities to take advantage of the good residents of our community. Well, you mentioned Dan Rowan, and uh, right before Dan Rowan retired, we recognized the need that once he left, we didn't have an individual who was, you know, well-known and liked as Dan was with the homeless community. So we started identifying individuals who had a proclivity towards working with that particular community, and we identified 10 that work uh, the different shifts throughout the day. Um, And they go out there and they regularly keep in contact with some of the homeless folks living in and around our jurisdiction. Uh, So when the time comes to identify an individual who's maybe committed a crime, uh, they recognize them. Mm -hmm. They know who they are, they know where they're at, and they know uh, where they're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think in providing the services that we're providing, we're also, getting a very good reputation with the homeless community about our fairness Mm -hmm. uh, and how transparent we are as an agency. But they know that if they commit a crime, one of our officers is going to show up and arrest them. Whether they're under the bridge or they're on a bus stop uh, or they're hiding somewhere, we're going to locate them and we're going to arrest them. 
Have you found that as you're building relationships with the people in the home, homeless, comi- uh, homeless community that they then in ter- turn are helping you out when you need information or you need the location of somebody who is doing something they shouldn't be doing? Absolutely. And, and, and it's all about respect, right? Paying mm-hmm. respect. Uh, and that's something that I really am proud of, uh, of our officers. They treat everyone with respect here. Mm-hmm. And that shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an individual that we arrested who was homeless, and I think, Terry, you mentioned this. Um, he was arrested for disorderly conduct, and he came here to our court, and he, 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 just, he talked to the judge about how professional the Marana Police Department was and how yes. they treated him with respect. Do you remember that? Yes, that I do. Uh, and that happens a lot, and it's because our officers truly are public servants. They've embraced that title, and they go out there every single day you know, with compassion uh, to help these people. And, and, and it, there's a payback. Right. Yeah. The payback comes when, when you know, we go to them for help and they're able to provide that information that we need. Good. So uh, kind of in summary here, uh, the, we do have homeless. It does ebb and flow depending on the time of the year. It does. Uh, it's probably not going to go away. I mean, it's not a situation we can, uh, we can arrest our way out of. It's something we've got to work to provide people with services. A lot of it uh, is, is either... Uh, um, addiction services or it's mental health services and then for those who are looking to commit crimes uh, you're going to pursue that uh, but you're going to work with the people who do uh, are are trying to be good citizens and trying to get back up on their feet is that a fair assessment and summary there chief yes sir it is all right anything else you'd like to add on this topic no, just uh, I just want to thank the community uh, for their help as well. Um, one of the questions that was always I'm always asked is, what can we do uh, about the homeless situation? How can we help? Um, I would recommend that the best way to help is to help support the organizations that support the homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, give donations to the Gospel Rescue Mission. Uh, you know, give them Salvation to Army. Salvation there, Army. There's a bunch community of them. bridges. They're all yep, out community there. Community bridges. Big you know, oftentimes there. when you give them a dollar or two, um, they don't spend it the way you they should spend it. And, and mm-hmm. we all know what we're talking about here, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you got clothing, uh, you can give them clothing as well. But I would I would rather donate those things to those organizations that hand them out. Mm-hmm. It's safer that way. Good. Good. And you know, what, one more thing um, that, that just kind of dawned on me. So. Uh, you do see in different parts of Pima County, you see people standing on the medians uh, and uh, with signs, waving signs and stepping out into traffic and, and uh, grabbing a five spot or a one spot or uh, whatever from the traffic as it's stopped at the light. What's, what's your approach to that? How do you guys handle that? We, we handle it as a public safety issue because a lot of times them jumping out in front of, of vehicles that are, you know, preparing to turn or, or going through the intersection, it, it poses a dangerous situation. So we always contact those individuals and tell them this is not a safe place to do it, and, and we try to get them to move. Uh, you dealt with this issue when you were the police chief here, um, and I think we're, we were very successful um, in educating uh, those, those uh, what would you call them, uh, Solicitors. Solicitors. Or, yeah. Solicitors, on, you yeah. know. And it was dangerous. In fact, I think we had a situation where a guy got hit or got clipped by a, yes. a, a trailer. I remember mirror. that. Remember yeah, that? I remember that, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Every chance we get, we stop and tell them, "Hey, listen, buddy, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not safe doing this. So move over to this corner." So here. if people see an individual standing on the medians with a sign, should they call you? Should they? They can okay. absolutely sure right. call nine one one. If our officers see it, they usually just stop and talk to them because they know. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thanks, Chief. Again, appreciate so much you being with us and listeners appreciate you listening. If you do have questions, make sure you send them into us so we can include that on a future podcast. Until next time. Submit your questions by visiting MiranaAZ.gov slash Realtalk, and we'll answer them right here. To receive notifications for new releases, remember to click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please follow the town on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on current news and events.